Are the Nashville Predators stretching UC Soros too thin? That's an interesting debate happening in Smashville right now, thanks to a Tennessean article. We'll dive into that, see if we have any concerns. Plus, Preds play their last game before the All-Star break tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. Full preview of that one, including a couple players to watch out for. And it's Hot Take Tuesday. We are grading hot takes. And I've been told that Anne has an apology to make over a hot take <laughs> I previously made uh, that she's now coming around to. So stay tuned for that. That's all coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Lockdown Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. Uh, I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who is bringing the spice for Hot Take (laughs) Tuesday today. I am. I am so excited about Hot Take Tuesday. I'm Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Yes. The first thing you told me, because I made a hot take earlier this week, you said was a hot take. And now you're telling me, you know, you might be onto something. So okay. We're we're going to dive into it more. (laughs) Here it is. So earlier, was it this week or late last week, Nick made just whipped out a hot take that the Predators should go pick up Phil Kessel. And I will admit that in my heart of hearts, I poo-pooed this and thought, oh, let's just not even. And then I spent some time. I lost several hours of my (laughs) life to Phil Kessel. (laughs) Yeah. highlights statistics and research and now i'm here to apologize to you nick thank you because you're right and also to say that this sucks now because if we <laughs> don't pick up bill kessel i will be so disappointed yes. i want to know a little bit about what changed your mind so save that for when we do our segment coming up in a little bit yes. uh but first some immediate hockey news uh, the Nashville Predators tonight take on the Vancouver Canucks. It is the Preds' last game uh, before the All-Star yes. break, so a lot to, uh, you know, kind of judge. You know, Preds got two players going to the All-Star break, so everybody else is going to get a much-needed rest. Um, yeah, so so I guess this is a Canucks team that's, weirdly enough, kind of on the up-and-up, and. Up, Yeah, this is one of those games that you look at and you think, okay, they're the bottom of their division. This is going to be real easy. This is a gimme game. This is not a gimme game. And we learned that the hard way back in January where they beat us 3-1. So, and and this is a team that's having some success. They're coming into town on the second half of a back-to-back. So we, you know, Nashville has that working in their favor. They'll be a little bit tired. Um, But they're making some things happen. Uh, They won last Last night in Chicago, 3-1. So definitely an opportunity for Nashville to continue some revenge games. Uh, But I think Nashville cannot take this one for granted at all. Yeah, we talked about uh, earlier, you know, sometimes coaching changes are very hit or miss. It's not as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, simple as a lot of people like to make it. In this case for the Vancouver Canucks... This is a coaching change that has worked. 
Yes. Uh, you know, Bruce Boudreaux comes in and, uh, you know, suddenly the team that was looking like, you know, one of the bottom three in the league are suddenly starting to pile up the wins. And, you know, they're now have more wins than regulation losses. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're on the up and up. They're 2019 and six, still far away from, you know, getting to a playoff spot. You know, they also have. The trade deadline coming up, you know, JT Miller, is he going to stay? Because he's now starting to, you know, kind of find his groove a little bit. Five points in the last five games. So this is a very interesting Canucks team. And, you know, they beat the Preds two weeks ago um, in kind of a very weird game at Bridgestone Arena. So, yeah, I mean, this is a game where which the Preds kind of have to throw – uh, the standings and all that aside and just kind of focus on cleaning up what they need to clean up. Yes. And definitely I want to hit on that cleaning up what they need to clean up because in watching the game last night versus Chicago, two of the goals that the Canucks scored were on turnovers in the defensive zone by Chicago. And that's something that we have talked about that Nashville really has to pay careful attention to and sort of clean up or some of those zone exits, those first passes out of the zone. And Vancouver is good at taking advantage of those. So that's something I think the Predators need to be on their A game for. Um, I think, you know, Elias Pettersson really started very slow at the beginning of the year. He's starting to find his groove. Last night, Thatcher Demko got the rest. So I imagine we'll see him in net. And man, he thwarted the fire out of the Predators a few weeks ago. Uh, I was kind of hoping that we would not have him, but here we are facing Thatcher Demko again. So the Predators really are going to have to play well. Yeah, we were all in on uh, a Yaroslav Halak appearance in this game. Uh, Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for the Predators, you mentioned it, haven't exactly played their cleanest hockey Mm -hmm. over the past couple of weeks or so. They've given up a lot of shots on goal. And Vancouver is not the team you want to do that against uh, because they are have a they do have a lot of offensive weapons. JT Miller's hot right now. Elias Pedersen is getting hot. You know, they they still have Brock Besser, you know, who's, you know, rookie of the year caliber just a couple of years ago and can put the puck in from anywhere. Quinn Hughes on that back line. So they have weapons everywhere and they're ready to capitalize. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. And I got to ask, what's one, uh, what's one big key you have for the game tonight? Well, besides the defensive turnovers, for me, I think one of the big keys is a player, and that is Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne had a really strong game against the Canucks, but could not finish on some of his shots. And so I feel like Matt Duchesne did a great job kind of managing a lot in the last game, but couldn't finish. So for me, I think if Matt Duchesne has a strong game and can get that puck up and past Thatcher Demko, I really feel like he's going to take the Preds and kind of lead them into a victory. Yeah, for me, it's got to come on special teams chances. You got to take advantage of it. And you got to do a lot better than you did against Edmonton. Zero shots on three power play goals. But here's the thing. Vancouver has the worst penalty kill in the league uh, at just a measly 70%. So they don't have a lot of good defensive weapons. I mean, Mm -hmm. they have good defense men. Yes. They're not exactly the best at defense. 
Um, and so this is a chance in which we we've talked about it before, you know, the Preds are going to get into high danger scoring chances. Probably they're going to get into high danger areas. They have to capitalize on that. Okay. And, you know, on the power play, they've got to be patient. Lanes are going to open up for them. Like, yes, that's how bad the Vancouver penalty kill is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm so- sorry, Canucks, but, you know, the, the stats kind of speak for themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got to be patient. They've got to play their game. Uh, and if they do that, I think the game will come to them. I think this is one of those mm-hmm. games where was, if the Preds just kind of play sound hockey, not force too many things, then the game is going to come to them. Yes. And another player who I think has potential to have a really strong game, believe it or not, is Philip Tomasino. You know, he played really well against this team two weeks ago. He had a power play goal. He had several really good chances in that stinking Thatcher Demko. I say his name like Voldemort, uh, but he, you know, stopped him. But really, Philip Tomasino had one of his best games, I think, against Vancouver. And I think yeah. if we can kind of keep him moving and keep him going, he may be some of that secondary scoring that's going to help get two more points for Nashville. Yeah, Tomasino is kind of interesting because we talk about noticing players. He's a player I think we've started to notice more over the past couple of weeks. Um, And I think it's just John Hines maybe starting to give him a little bit more responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe just throwing him out there against like on a top two line just for a shift or something like that, you know, while people are kind of recovering from power play or penalty kill right. time, whatever. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, John Hines is starting to maybe take the training wheels off a little bit, give Tomasino a little bit more responsibility. And, and so that's interesting because it, it does feel like over the past couple of games, he's somebody who has kind of been buzzing a little bit more, especially in the offensive yes. zone. So I would not be surprised to see him have a big game tonight. Um, another person I wouldn't be surprised to see have a big game tonight is UC Saros. Uh, yes. Barring anything weird, he's probably going to get the start in goal. But are the Predators playing him too many games? That is a question that was brought up by the Tennesseans' Paul Scribina. Going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, though, want to mention today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. There's less football being played now, although the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. But, you know, even when football seasons end, the betting doesn't. Bet Online has way more odds and info for all sports this coming season, from scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired head coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. But, like we mentioned, not just football, Bet Online's basketball, hockey, Boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play all of your favorite games. Bet online where the game begins. All right, and uh, we have an interesting week for the Nashville Predators. Uh, we have the all-star game coming up and tomorrow we will recap this Canucks Predators yes. game. Yes. Uh, also, I understand you have a little bit of an Olympic hockey preview 
coming up here this week. I I do. So I'll be previewing Olympic hockey. We're going to be focusing on men's and women's Olympic hockey, which I'm super excited about. So we'll have some preview information, know the players to watch, the games that might make the most interesting matchups. So be sure to tune in for our Olympic hockey coverage. But yeah, we I'm do have to talk print. I am so excited. I know it's a little bit disappointing. I think the the energy around the men's hockey Olympics would be a little bit higher with the players. But, you know, funnily enough, that didn't happen. Huh. Um, no. But I think it's going to be really interesting. And I'm so excited to be covering uh, the Olympic Games. But before we get to Beijing, let's get focused here in Smashville. We talked about UC Soros. Yeah, probably see him in net tonight. There was an interesting article in the Tennessean that talked about are the Nashville Predators playing UC Soros too much? So, Nick, where's your take on this? Yeah, so the article came from Paul Skrbina, a mm -hmm. nice friend of On the Forecheck. Um, UC Soros has played 36 and a half hours across the NHL this <laughs> season. He leads the <laughs> NHL in ice time. He's played more minutes than anybody else, any other goaltender. And he's wow. the big thing is he's faced almost 100 more shots than any other goalie. So it's not just the fact that he's playing all these games. It's the fact that he's making, having to make like 30 to 40 saves a night in all of these, I think was um, Paul Skirbina's point here. Now that's kind of interesting. And like this whole debate is interesting because remember before the season started uh, when us at on the four check kind of put together one uh, or, you know, each a couple of questions each about we had about the Predators season, one yes. of them was UC Saros. He's never mm -hmm. gone through an entire 82-game season as a guy, as the guy, I should say. Yes. I guess he is a guy, uh, but <laughs> as the guy. Yes. It's, it's the beginning of a long week, folks. Bear with us. Um, but, you know, you, you think back to, you know, Thomas Vokun playing 70 games, um, you know, Pekka Rene obviously putting together a couple of 70 game seasons. And that was a question we had was UC Saros going to be capable of playing, you know, a schedule like that and still being the same quality year in and year out? Or was he going to be a guy that, you know, kind of was better in smaller doses, like 55 games to 60 games, which is perfectly fine for a regular mm -hmm. NHL starter. Um, that was something we didn't know. And my take on it is I still don't think we know. And right. you know, it's a fair question to ask. Um, and obviously Paul Skrbina talked to um, John Hines. John Hines said that's not a concern right now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the players said, you know, they're not concerned. We're not seeing any, you know, lack of freshness from UC. He's still, you know, the same energy in and out. So that's positive. Um, but, yeah. you know, this is the first year. So this is something that I think we're going to kind of have to wait and see from UC Saros. Um, and, you know, the good news for him also is you have a couple of hot goaltenders in the system yes. um, that might be able to spell him a little bit down the line if it doesn't work out. Um, but for UC Saros right now, I think it's just a day in, day out situation long term. I, I don't think we're get, we're going to know if this is an impact, you know, for a couple of years down the road. No, I would agree with that. And I think what we've seen so far, all indications are that it's 
fine that this is not too much of a workload for him. And I think that this break coming up the Olympic kind of modified stretched out schedule for the next couple of weeks is going to be super beneficial, not just to Saros, but to everybody on the Predators team and, and everybody, quite frankly, that's playing in the league. This is a great time for a little bit lighter schedule. My concern about this is, and, and I hate to say this, um, but do we have the backup goalie who, if UC Soros turns out to be a 55-60 game goaltender, do we have the backup goalie right now who is going to be able to carry the balance of that load successfully? And I just don't know that we've seen enough from Riddick to to be sure about that. So for me, I think we're going to, I think the Predators are going to have to stick with Soros. This is going to be the season that kind of tests how he does carrying a full season being the guy. Uh, but I, I think that how this season goes, it's going to affect conversations going forward about backup goaltending too, which, you know, could, could be a concern. I hate to say it, but it could be a concern. Yeah, I mean, you want to put the guy in there that's going to give you the best chance to win. Mm -hmm. And I think you also want to send that message to your team, too, um, that you know, yes. no matter the situation, no matter the opponent, we are going to put out our best team that's going to win. We're going to send a message just like, we don't care if you're top of the league or just bottom of the barrel. We're going to put out our best lineup to beat you. And we talked about right. that back when um, the Predators played the Coyotes a couple weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. It was a game in which a lot of people were expecting Riddick to get the start. Um, and they wound up going to Saros. And we kind of talked about the reasons why, why we like that, um, yes. why we think that kind of sent a message. Um, but it, it is going to be interesting down the road if, you know, UC Saros starts to get tired, I mm -hmm. guess would be the right word for that. Um, yes. But, you know, you bring up the point. It's like, if it's not Saros, who else? You know, because yeah. Riddick, you know, Riddick is David Riddick. You know, he, he's going to get you through a game. He's not necessarily going to win you a game. Right. Um, it, you know, I, I think him overall is kind of a stopgap to Connor Ingram as a backup yes. goalie. Um, mm -hmm. you know, Ingram, I think, I think the Preds wanted to give him kind of one more year just to say, okay, let's make sure that, you know, 1920 season in Milwaukee wasn't a fluke. Um, right. and he's certainly showing this year that he can be a guy. So I would not be surprised to kind of see him be UC Cyrus's backup next year. And then maybe you start to see, um, you know, some games go to Ingram a little bit more. Cause I think the Predators have a little bit you know, of a higher quality opinion of Ingram than they do Riddick. Mm -hmm. And that's not a slam well, on Riddick. Riddick is a great yeah. backup bully. He's just not somebody who's going to be a game changer. Right. Well, and I think that the Predators have just a more complete body of work on Connor Ingram than they do on David Riddick. So it's much easier to assess Connor Ingram because they've got him in the system, have had him in the system and are very familiar with him in all sorts of different situations. And they have been with David Riddick and David Riddick's not going to see all sorts of situations because he's backing up UC Soros. So it's a logistics thing, but I agree with you. I, I, I think um, Connor Ingram is who we'll see. I, I hope is who we'll see coming up 
in the future, but how this season goes with UC Saros is going to be very, very telling. And it's going to make some decisions for the Nashville Predators, how Saros goes. So will go some decisions for the Nashville Predators. Of course, it is Hot Take Tuesday, Nick. We don't want to forget the spice. And we've got to bring the spice. And we do have some spice to talk about. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our friends at Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. If you know me, obviously, you know I love hockey. But I also really, really love my car, which means Rock Auto are friends of mine with the ever-increasing number of different makes and models of cars on the road today. Anytime you go to your local auto parts chain store and you ask them all, you know, hey, I need this, and they say, well, what about this? What about this? And tons of questions. They look on their computer. They pull up the one part that they have in their warehouse. You know, you can do all of that at home because you have computers and you have our friends at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a place to go to save time and money. You can choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the exact same parts from the chain store or dealership Or you can go to rockauto.com and use their family business. They've been in business for years. They have low prices for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need for your car. They have brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They even have interior carpet. So go and explore their very easy-to-use website. It's at rockauto.com. And you can see all the parts available for your car or your truck. If you go to rockauto.com, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Well, it is hot take Tuesday, Anne. Hot, hot take. I was ready for your spiciness. Spiciness. Okay, so I do want to apologize. Yes, let's hear this. Let's hear this off the bat first. I do want to apologize because I, in my heart, mocked you. And I perhaps mocked you openly. I'm not sure. (laughs) You you did both. Yes. I did both. Yes. Um, About your hot take about the Preds should go and look at Phil Kessel. And, and, I I thought you a fool, Nick. I thought you a fool. And then I, I spent some time looking at Phil Kessel highlights and games and statistics. And oh my gosh, we need to go get Phil Kessel. So I apologize. You were right. I was foolish to mock you in my heart. I am here for the Phil Kessel. I'm here for this. So what what about him changed your mind? Um, so looking through some of his different games, uh, watching some highlights and just kind of watching through some game recaps that he's been in my favorite thing about Phil Kessel and all of the sudden there are several, but my favorite thing about Phil Kessel is I am loving his passing. And I know that sounds crazy, but he is so efficient and accurate in his passing. And it reminds me of, you know how every so often there is this Ryan Johansson pass that just makes your jaw drop. Like, yes, you, you're you just like, how did he see that? How did he do that? Phil Kessel has that 
you know, he's super intuitive in his passing. He's very efficient. He's very accurate. Um, his assists, some of them are just astounding. And in my mind, I begin to put that together with Ryan Johansson and Ellie Tolvanen. And I start to feel a little bit like it might be the night before Christmas because this could be really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that good. was the large part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially for Tolvanen too, who's got such, the, oh. such a great shot, you know, imagine like just, you know, two guys out there that can set him up. Um, oh. It kind of makes you salivate a little bit. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm touched and I am touched that you were <laughs> able to put your differences aside mm -hmm. and see things from my point of view. So now, I appreciate that. I will say that you will shoulder the blame for my disappointment if we do not sign Phil Kessel now, because my hopes are high and, you know, it, the letdown is going to be abysmal if it doesn't happen, but well, I am on the Phil Kessel train. Well, what's the most you would give up for him, you think? Like if you're See, David Boyle, what's a, what's a max? Uh, I'm a terrible person to ask that of because I hockey from the heart and not the wallet. So okay. you tell me, what would you give up for him? So I'd go second round pick. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. second round pick and maybe, you know, if Arizona wanted it, a mid-level prospect, obviously none of your blue chippers, No. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a guy like Simo Knack or, or Luke Prokop, you know, mm -hmm. somebody who's, <gasps> Whoa. Oh, did I, did I hit a nerve on Prokop? Yeah. No, that's my boy. Nope. No. Okay. No. Okay. So anybody <laughs> other than anybody other than Prokop. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, some somebody like that, um, who you know might be you know potential with the Preds someday, but mm -hmm. you know not exactly somebody you're building your team around in the future. Yeah, uh, that's that's maybe as high as I would go. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's worth a first. Okay, now see, you got my hopes up. I have fallen in love with this idea, and now you're like, but I wouldn't go too too much. Look, I'm all in. <laughs> so okay. I if I will, I'm all in. But I will say, if somebody's willing to give up a first for Phil Kessel, go for it, man. Okay, go for it. Good good Let's, luck, Calgary Flames. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pointed. That's okay. Pointed. Uh, so, what's a hot take you have, Anne? A hot take. So here is my hot take. And, I, and I, you tell me, you go ahead and judge this and tell me spice level where we're at. The Nashville Predators are a better playoff team than seven of the eight Pacific teams. The exception uh, the Pacific being. Pacific teams. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who, they, who's, who's the one? Vegas. I would argue maybe they match up better with Vegas. Really? Who do you think yeah. would give them trouble? In the Pacific? Yeah. I mean, Vegas would give them trouble, but I think they match up very well with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I don't really say they match up better or not. Um, although, you know, they're probably going to have Jack Eichel by the time the playoffs start. So Ugh. that might uh, yeah. change things a little bit. By Chandler Stevenson is the number one center. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah. for sure. Oh, you know what? I would say that is a lukewarm take. Mm -hmm. I okay. don't think that's. I don't think that's a very hot take because I'm, I'm going through um, the Pacific right now, like L.A., Anaheim, yeah. um, the Flames, the Flames. Um, ooh, the Oilers. I don't. I don't know if the Oilers are going to be in it, but the Reds <laughs> always have trouble with the Oilers. <laughs> 
I know, but that's just a hitch in the giddy up. Like, I feel like, I feel like we can, I feel like we are a better playoff team than the Oilers. That's not saying much. Well, I know, I know that's true, but I feel like of all of the teams in the Pacific, I feel like Nashville is a better team would, would be a better playoff team than anybody with perhaps the exception of Vegas. Yeah. I really feel like the predators are the, are, are as close to the real deal as we've seen in a really long time. I think you're right. Um, I think they have a lot of things going with them. I think mm-hmm. there's a couple of things they need to clean up to get there. Yes. It kind of yeah. leads me to my hot take, Anne. Okay. The Predators will have a top two finish in the Central Division. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I'm going for it. You really are. I'm, oh, I'm going to say that one's a, that one, that one is a little, that one's a little spicy. Like that one's definitely. Really? Okay. I think it is. And, and look, I feel like the Predators are in a good position. I just think this central division is crazy right now. And the team, you know, obviously Colorado is just sort of their own little thing. Although I will say. Colorado, their one loss in the month of January. That's true. Who is that against? That's true. Um, and I think we could handle Colorado, obviously. But Minnesota, Minnesota is, they're a scary team for me. So I, I'm i going to say that's fairly spicy, Nicholas. That's fairly spicy. Like, I'm going to chug some dairy on that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because Minnesota is a team we can't figure out. I mean, they're on a hot streak right now, but then they're also on a big slide just like two weeks ago. They kind of remind me of the Predators a little bit, where it's just they go on this big run, and -hmm. then they kind of fall off a cliff for a couple of weeks, and then they go on another big run. Um, And the Preds have beaten the Wild this year already, so... Yeah, this, this I is just kind of before the whole COVID sketchiness and everybody losing players and whatnot. So that was a legitimate win. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I I think they're beatable. I just think they, yeah. I mean, I, I think okay. when you have the Predators kind of getting on a run, some of these other teams who have a lot of games to make up um, are going to get into situations where they just have to play a lot of games at once. And I think that points percentage is kind of going to start to kind of cut down a little bit. And I think the Predators, yeah, like I said, if they can fix one or two things, I think they're a top two team. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to keep a nice cool glass of milk next to me when we talk about that. Are we going to get another apology? uh, uh, (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Look, I'm here to I am here to eat humble pie because a I love pie, but I'm here to eat humble pie if it means that Nashville is top two in the central. I'm here for that. Yeah. All right. One last hot take, Ann. Okay. All right. My last hot take is when Dante Fabro returns to the lineup, which hopefully will be possibly tonight. Uh, UC Saros will face fewer than the league average at 31 shots a game. As long as the defensemen stay healthy, this streak of high shot volume is going to drop back. I would say that is a pretty chilly take. Okay. Because I, I agree with you. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think we've really kind of seen over the past couple of weeks how important Dante Fabro was to that defensive core. I mean, they look completely out of sorts without him at times. Yes. Um, a lot of chances. And I think the thing that a lot of people miss about Fabro's game is that he's responsible with the puck. And although he's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of got this label as a defensive defenseman now, that doesn't mean he's not a great skater. That doesn't mean he's not great at handling the puck. He's just not, you know, setting him up like Ryan Suter did or Shea Weber, Roman Yossi or any of these guys, but right. he is still so good in his own zone. And I think you're going to see the Predators maybe play a little bit more responsible with him back in the lineup. Oh, I miss that. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I miss I, responsible I really, hockey. I miss responsible hockey. I have missed Dante Fabro. I think his absence has really yet again shown, as much as his play did earlier, how important he is to the Nashville Predators. I, I think we can't underestimate his value. He's key. Yeah, I think you're going to see the Predators very much welcome him back in the lineup. And I think you're going to kind of start to see them back playing the way they were. I mean, he was certainly a big part of why the Predators were so good. Um, Like like we said, uh, Predators versus Canucks tonight. It is a 7 o'clock central puck drop. Last game at Bridgestone Arena before the All-Star break. So if you're going to the game, make sure you're loud. Make sure you get into it. Let the boys hear you. In the meantime, Anne, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com as well. Follow me on Twitter, underscore NS Morgan. Also, be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. Let us know what you thought about our hot takes. That's going to do it for us today at Locked on Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with recap from Predators versus Canucks. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.